Hello and welcome to Change Your Latitude. I'm your host, Pascal, and in this podcast, I'll be coaching you to unroot your old ways of thinking, ground into your truth, and consciously design your own authentic path. You'll also hear inspiring and thought-provoking stories from people that chose to live on their own terms. Each episode will help you to create more freedom in your life and business, not less, lean into ease and flow, not get stuck in hustle mode, grow into the person you were meant to be, and do so while enjoying life, not letting it pass you by. I believe you don't have to be anyone else to succeed and create the freedom that you deserve. So let's change your latitude. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So as I mentioned a few episodes ago, one of the things that I really wanted to do more often is bring my husband on the podcast. So I think he has a lot to share and that's why he's joining me today for this episode. So hi, Karim. Hello, Pascal. <laughs> Happy you're here. <laughs> oh, couldn't be happier. So the reason why we wanted to have this chat today is because we were working together on this upcoming program that we have, which is called Insight and Impact. And you were really helping me just make it as helpful as possible and not as nerdy <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's a program that's all about market research Uh, first and foremost, it has a huge focus on it and I really love it, but I know that it can be very overwhelming for you guys and Karim is really helping me make it very simple and fun and helpful. And there's a big part of market research and of business as well that has to do with curiosity. So we were chatting about the importance of curiosity in life and in business mm. and I thought that we could share this conversation with you today. And we were talking about the fact that we think it's such an underrated skill. When you hear everyone talk about strategy and funnels and Instagram, but really what it takes to build a sustainable business is to focus on some specific skills, life skills like curiosity and creativity. And we were chatting about the fact that a lot of people have lost this very important skill. So when yeah. Everything is convenient and comfortable and practical when all the information is available in seconds. Right. I feel we don't tend to be as curious. So that's the conversation that we were having. Yeah. And we, we kind of have that a lot on the day to day, even outside of this program that we've been developing the insight and impact. When I, when I hear you talk about some of your clients and how you work with them and how you like to work with them. Just taking a step back from everything you've just said, a, a lot of your added value is having that perspective in your client's day-to-day -day life, business and everything, just to bring all your expertise, right? Whether, you know, on some days it could be about market research, other day it could be about marketing, other days it could be about mindset, etc. Having that perspective is what helps you guide your clients better when and from your client's perspective is when you're too knee deep into something so sometimes you can't even just see what's ahead of you so bringing this back specifically to market research to this program that we've developed what's been great for me is to learn about it because i know how and why you're an expert on market research and i know how it could be of use because i've seen you do it for your own businesses But that expertise, sometimes it, it's, it is difficult to, let's just say, outsource that, ex, 
that expertise. So to put it into words in a way that someone, you know, that has no idea as to what it is, it, it can be difficult to put that into words, right? And I think sometimes that's where I can come in and help you is, you know, I come in as this person who's never heard of it or has limited visibility to what market research is. And creatively, I find ways to download whatever's in your brain and help put it into words. Yeah, that's not a small task. It's not a small <laughs> task, actually, because it's, 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 it's difficult sometimes to just... Well, actually, let's take a step back. It's not a small task. It's, it's, it, and what's difficult is then showing you, hey, hey, Pascal, here's what I've heard, and here's what I think you're saying, and then you read it, and you're like, ah, that's actually not exactly accurate. And then we figure out together how to actually best describe it, right? And then for you, where you get creative at that point, and you, you're talking about creativity, is... When you hear it from someone else, something sparks in your head and you go, oh, I didn't think of it that way. And a lot of the times when you hear your own material in a different voice, that's when you just kind of have that, you have that, you have less pressure to just look at it and, and think, all right, well, if, if this is how someone else is hearing it, then creatively, how can I now say it in, 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 in another way? Right? Yeah, and you have to be curious about it. It's not always about, you know, showing what you know and having all the answers, but it's always having that humi humility mm. and that vulnerability to ask the right questions and, and change whatever didn't make sense. And I think it's important to have that perspective. Like, I think we have it together in a sense of creating that new program, and it's really helpful because I want to make it very, very useful as well. Right. And I think it wouldn't be as great of a program if I didn't have, like if I weren't humble and vulnerable and really sure. taking in all the feedback and making it better based on your feedback, based on my client's feedback. And I think that's also how you can approach market research, but in a, in a bigger way, also how you can approach business. It's really important to have that curious mind. And I think we tend to lose it at times. I 100% agree. And I think from way before, like when you and I used to work together almost, I don't know, 10 years ago, I remember that's always something that impressed me from you is that the answer I had or the situation that was presented to us as a team, you never kind of took it for granted. It was something that helped me also as um as uh, at the time you know being in advertising it's something that helped me verbalize better whatever i had to yeah because i always ask why, why? and Constantly. it's annoying it well i mean <laughs> I, i gotta tell you at times it was annoying because there's that element of can you just trust that this is the right thing or that this is why or whatever and i think and and even after that after long after we worked together when you know, you started developing your own, your own businesses and just being next to you and hearing you talk about it. I'm like, I, I started realizing, oh my God, like this, this, this person that you just, you keep trying to understand why and what's behind this. And you never take anything for face value. You just, you always think what's beyond this, what's behind this, what's, what am I getting at? You scratch, you scratch and 
um, yeah, and I think it's been very helpful for me, and I sure. think it's also. I don't know if I if I go back to how I approached my businesses and, yeah. and what made them successful right. with whatever definition that you want to have is that curiosity, that curious mind and asking questions and not yeah, being very humble as well. And I think that's also something that I really want to teach people on and teach my clients about not only the skill of market research, that's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very important tool. It's that's an true. underrated tool. Um, it doesn't have to be that complicated, by the way. I know that it can be very overwhelming. Um, it can be very simple. But the real skill that I want to help people with is, well, amongst many others, is yeah. curiosity and creativity. Because when you approach your business with this open mind and it's this curiosity and this humility that you don't know everything, you don't have it all figured out, you don't have all the answers. You don't have to teach people and shout everything that you know, but you really just shift back into asking questions and mm. really being curious about how they work and what they need. And that's eventually how you create or you, you come up with new ideas and you come up with better ideas and new opportunities in business. It's funny. It, it's it's until I think you and I just randomly, well, not randomly, until you and I started talking about all this is, I I guess I hadn't realized how your point of view on this is that curiosity and humility is so tightly knit together. I think it is. Right. Yeah. Because you have to be very humble to admit that you don't know all the answers. Right. You don't have it all figured out. And you're approaching your business in iterations and testing and with this design thinking um, approach. So I guess, would you say that the ability to properly ask yourself the right question is almost more important than actually knowing the answer? I think so, in a sense. I think so, because you'll get to the right answers once you really start asking the right questions. And also, not only that, but you listen to the answers you don't assume right and you really really listen into the answers and something that I also uh, tend to help people or help my clients with is not only listen to the first answer that they get but really create that space for people to expand on their answers and really get to the core of it because usually when you ask a question people just it's, it's not the, the first answer that's right. the right one. It's when you just create that awkward silence and you wait for people to expand on it that they get to the bottom of it. Mm. And I think that's just a skill that I've developed being very introverted and not wanting to speak and, right. just, and just creating that strategy to make people like other people talk. Right. And making other people comfortable to talk too. Yeah, right? also. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's one thing to make someone talk like I have people in my family that are good at making you talk but sometimes when they ask you questions you feel you kind of need to answer something that suits them as opposed to just answering and just seeing where that conversation goes right yeah yeah exactly so you have to create that very safe space for people to trust you and to give you the right answer because you can't do much with the wrong answer (laughs) Right. Like it's it's not if you don't create that safe space for people to answer whatever's the 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 most 
authentic version of that answer mm-hmm. and you just get the correct answer I, I don't know how to say it like, like the, the proper, surface answer yeah the surface level answer the proper answer right. then it's pointless you, you you won't make anything out of it see I want to I want to talk I want to touch on something you just said and I'll, I'll make I guess a, a one of those long parallels that I always do <laughs> is I remember so when when we were in advertising and I was um I was trying to show Uh, students how to write creative briefs or how to answer certain questions so that it could feed back into the creative process a lot of the thing uh, one thing I always told them is just your first task is to write it write it badly just get it on paper because I find that when we're trying to to exactly what you just said when people are trying to write something they try to write as if they have an audience as if someone's listening or reading and yeah. you you kind of uh, deprive yourself of saying or writing whatever it is you really need to say, right? So that idea of constantly asking why is something that I used to, to kind of teach back then. And actually, it's something that I got to experience with you a few weeks ago when you were kind of coaching me through this project I have, this thing I want to start. And in the past, when you've tried to help me in situations like this, it's like pulling teeth, like you're Mm -hmm. asking me why. And I'm I'm like a baby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I just I, I, I never surrendered into that process. And this is way before you started coaching. Yeah, and I think it's just. I'm interrupting here, but I think it's also, it's also for you to be curious about yourself as well and not expect from yourself to have this final, very proper answer. Sure. And I think maybe that's why you kind of went with the, I don't know answer, but if you're really curious about your own thought process and you're just going with it, that's where you can open up and get to the bottom of it. And that's where I, that's one skill that I'm I learned from you tremendously because it's I've I've dabbled in my own projects and in our quote unquote entrepreneurship like nowhere near as far as you have or any of your clients, um, but I have lacked that skill and I started feeling it in my later in the later stages of my career in advertising where I'm put in a very central leadership type of position where it is somewhat expected of me to be as if I'm leading that agency to a certain degree obviously but when you when I started lacking that curiosity that 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 let's just call it drive to get answers and to know and to find out and to be curious it it did create that you know glass ceiling for me and what I was saying before was when you recently, when you're helping me on this project and you started asking me all these questions, I just kind of went along and I, and I, and in answering them the best I can, not thinking of who's listening or what, you know, once, twice, third, third time you ask, okay, but why? Okay, but why? You know, we got, we got to some pretty interesting stuff that's going to help for this pro- project, but it, it, it comes from a place of constant curiosity and it's it's i have to think that 
it, it's a skill you're either born with or you develop at a young age, but... Yeah, I think you can develop it for sure. But I think also when you look at just, I don't know if you can say that, growing a skill. Yeah, you can grow a skill. Yeah, develop. Grow, it's not always uh, growing that skill, but kind of looking at the blocks around it and removing the blocks or trying to kind of work on the opposite of that skill. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, curiosity. You can't be really curious and open-minded if you're not humble. If you think you need to know all the answers, then you'll never get into that five-year-old mind and wonder and be curious. So I think it's also not only looking at how you can grow that muscle of being curious, but also how can you remove that block of expecting from yourself to have it all figured out and just be humble. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's true. I, it, it does feel like I mean, I remember I, I remember having a lot of conversation with just friends or colleagues where you're just chit-chatting hypothetically about, let's just say, nothing business-oriented or anything. And it does feel like people just want to have an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they throw you an answer, and it's the, you know, like, I, I know, I'm looking at you, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Like, they say stuff, and then you're like, I have no way of verifying whether that's true or not. Like, I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather just tell me, hey, you know what, that's a good question. I don't know, rather than you saying oh no it's that and then you're just left with is it really that yeah you know like people sometimes are afraid to say well, i don't know that's a good question let's yeah, let's figure you, it out yeah it's it's really important to not be afraid of of saying i don't know like there sometimes i'm i'm on a call with clients and they ask me a question and honestly i don't know and right. i say that i i honestly i don't know but i'll sure. look into it or you know what i need to just come up with come come back to you later with something else that's going to be more helpful i i you have to say that you don't know and i think a lot of people approach starting a business with that mindset of i need to have the plan i need to have it all figured out i need to be an expert i need to know everything about it i need to master that topic before i show up and share my journey or show up and share what I have to offer. Right. And I think sometimes it just becomes a block for people to relate to you. Yeah. Because when you, well, I don't know about you, but if someone is really like a master and and knows everything about a topic, I'm not really in the mind frame of opening up and feeling safe of sharing something that's not perfect about me. Sure. Right. Yeah. So we're going elsewhere with that topic, but I think it's just something that you can keep in mind when you either start your business, either you change something about your life or you grow um, your business. Mm-hmm. It, it comes in iterations and you have to be just, it, it makes it more fun when you're curious about it and you just, you're curious about your journey, you're curious about learning more about it, curious about your target and what they need. And you just stay very authentic because people don't really want to relate or talk to you if you're not authentic because you're not creating that safe space for them to connect with you. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I, it, I guess I guess the ability to be curious just day to day when you're... Well, first of all, when you're running a business, when you're starting your business, it's inevitable that you turn 
to social media, right? It's it's. Well, now yes. Well, now yeah, absolutely. But a I'm few s- years back, it wasn't like that, and that's something I tell my clients right. often: is I was able to run a business without Instagram before. You are right. too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's it's a sales channel. Sure, it's it's just well, you know, having we worked in advertising, so like when you get an idea as to what the prices are to advertise your service, either on, in traditional media, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's very difficult to to afford that. So the benefit of social media, part of it, has made it more accessible, right? But in making it more accessible and in turning to social media and in turning to just everything that the internet has to offer and that uh, convenience, right, in any way, shape, or form, I guess that goes against, that's kind of like the enemy of curiosity, right? Because you have access to answers. It is. It is. If you, if you don't have to be curious and ask yourself questions because you have the answers right. in seconds by just typing on Google or finding something online sure. or whatever, you kind of lose that that reflex or that instinct right. to, to ask yourself questions and really be in the mind of a five-year-old and wondering, why is this? Yeah. You know, sometimes we just go ahead with what whatever society is, is right. telling us and sometimes we just have to to take a step back and, and wonder why, mm. why is that? I remember, I think it was last month. I think it was in the context of, of creating this class that you said something and it stuck with me and, and it was something to the effect of entrepreneurs that look for, um, you know, a way to get started or get ahead, look for strategies, tactics, and your point of view on that was pretty interesting. And you said, I can give you a strategy. We can chat for like a few hours, a few days, and we can put together a strategy. We can put together a marketing plan. We could put a business plan, like the the, the, the tactical, practical aspect of launching a business is somewhat, let's just say it's, it's time consuming, but it's doable. It's mm-hmm. difficult, but it's doable. And you said... I can give you that that launch plan, that business plan. I can give that to you on a silver platter. Like I can make that, right? But once I give it to you and you don't know how to run a business because you don't have the skills, because you don't understand what it's like to be curious, because you don't have the mindset of X, you don't, all these other skills that surround entrepreneurship, if I give you the plan without giving you or without helping you develop these skills, well, what is it for? Right. So the, the, whether it's you or someone else, there's there's plenty of ways to achieve a plan. Yeah. But you if I if I leave you without any of these skills, how are you going to put that to use on the long term? You have to really look at how you can become resourceful in entrepreneurship. Otherwise. Right. I mean, a plan is really it's easily doable right. and put it together. But it's logics. Sure. Putting a plan together, putting a strategy together, yeah. creating some tactics. It's all about logics. Right. It's all about creating a, an intention or just connecting the dots between a few things in your business. And it doesn't take an MBA. It doesn't take right. a lot of time and it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's all the skills that surround it that are important. Yeah. And, and to grow that critical mind, if you want. Or right. to to become resourceful and, and yeah. And it's, when you said that, it stuck with me 
it's really stuck with me that it's it's you said that it's more of a it's more of a skill game rather than anything else right it's one way to look at it i think so yeah that's that's my approach about it right of course i'm i'm i always you know i I was a marketing consultant before i would do the plans for people and then i would hire people to execute it um and now I just help my clients to put it together. So we work together on creating the plan. But what I really want to help them with is really develop the skills around it. So creativity, curiosity, critical thinking, right. just really get into an entrepreneurial mindset for them to be able to eventually create another one. Because sure, I don't want them to need me. Forever. All the time, yeah. No. yeah. I, I want them to become resourceful and confident in yeah. their own ability to grow their business because I, I look at them, I know I believe in them. Right. I know they can do it. Mm-hmm. It's not about the strategy, it's not about the plan. Of right. course, it helps, but it's, it's not what's difficult about it. Yeah. I, I, and it's, it, and it's an, you don't hear that every day. Like I haven't, you know, yeah. I've, I've, I kind of. Well, I think it's maybe because I'm a huge planner. And I right. had to let go of that yeah. need or that control or mm-hmm. that, yeah, just having everything planned out and seeing that in a sense, it doesn't really help. Like right. it helps until a certain point and then, and then it doesn't. So, yeah, I guess it, I mean, it, it makes sense. And also you have to think, you know, I remember, I remember when we were chatting, you have to think that if entrepreneurship like the appeal of entrepreneurship is undeniable to everyone in the sense that if anyone could have be their own boss and have a good source of income why wouldn't you do that right why wouldn't you want that but it it comes with its set of uh, drawbacks right it's not it's not made for everybody in the sense that not everyone can sustained through the ups and the downs and the this and the that and you well it comes with you know the willingness to grow it's not everyone that has it mm-hmm. to grow outside your comfort zone and to to grow into someone else also right and i think what what has helped me to stay away from planning a lot has been travel because it's really helped me to grow other skills and to really understand how to let go of of some things and to grow as a human and I think you can yeah take a lot of of what travel has to offer and bring that back into how you want to lead your life so you're saying traveling is kind of what helped you kickstart this let's just be in a bit of outside of the comfort zone mode in the last 10 years or so like it's the one thing that you're like well it's it's i gotta put myself in through this a little bit well you don't have a choice when you travel right you you deal with unexpected situations all the time Mm -hmm. and you're always you're always faced with the different things so you it, it just forces you to become even more curious and i think i was able to kind of develop a lot of important skills that you need in entrepreneurship through traveling did you plan that in your mind or was that kind of no. just, no, you didn't think, I'm saying you didn't think that that was going to no, necessarily No, I didn't be plan that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I planned, but right. I didn't plan that. It's yeah. just looking back, I can see how, 
how traveling and how being in unexpected situations, which was like my nightmare, right. um, has helped me just grow these skills that I needed, like curiosity, like creativity, like mm-hmm. being resourceful, being confident, trusting in myself. Because right. when you're traveling like we like we did and you're you're not surrounded by your friends and your family and you learn to create that anchor within yourself then you just have to learn to trust yourself and i think it's been helpful also right in in owning a business and i feel as entrepreneurs it's really important to learn how to trust in your own decisions and to make the right decisions for yourself and not always look outside for validation Right. When you say outside, you mean just... Well, other, you know, business gurus or marketing consultants or coaches or plans that you can find out there, roadmaps or things like that. And just really learn to trust yourself. You usually, you know, the answer when you you tune into what you really, really want and that you make sure that it's aligned with who you are and with your values and your purpose and you lean into your own intuition usually know how to take the decision or to make the decision mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just about trusting that you have the right decision you have the right answer for yourself right i guess it is natural to just seek external validation at first right just it's it's if you haven't really done the whole process of launching a business a few times right and for a lot of people they do that it's rare that the first business the person launches mm-hmm. is successful. No. Right? So it, it, it's natural to kind of defer to a plan. Yeah, it's absolutely natural. And I think that's just why I put so much emphasis with my clients on really helping them become resourceful because mm-hmm. I think they'll be just way better entrepreneurs when they learn to trust themselves and trust in their own decision-making and they learn to be confident in their own decisions. Yeah. And that comes with a lot of skills that you need to develop. And that requires you to step outside your comfort zone. And I think sometimes people are just really afraid of stepping outside their comfort zone because life is really comfortable right now. Right. Everything's made so that things are, things are more comfortable in general, yeah. right? It's more con- everything is it's convenient. More convenience. Yeah. And it, that's that's it. We were talking like entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Like there's nothing about it that's necessarily convenient, at fir- especially at first, right? Because you're wearing all the hats. Uh, you 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 don't you know you don't know in what direction to go, um, and you don't know what your reference. Po- it's easy to lose sight of what your reference point is, like your purpose and everything, because you're just it's wave after wave of new information and developments, and it's it's it. I guess it, even in talking about it, it feels natural to lose your anchor, to lose your confidence because you're constantly, you know, have to be open-minded to being. Um, well, it's easy to lose it if you put your anchor outside yourself, but if you mm. put it within yourself and that you're really clear on who you are and I mean the good and the bad and that you're clear about what you value and what's important to you and how you want to lead things and you're not relying on what other people are telling you to do, then it becomes easier to to stay anchored. Right. 
and that's it, that's time consuming right at first i guess like it's it, it's not it's not an easy convenient thing to do to just figure out what your purpose is and anchor it in that it's simple it's just we don't i think we don't tend to do it mm -hmm. like we it's not something you learn at school it's right. something you learn through life yeah and it's it seems more complicated than it is it's just we lose touch of our intuition and we spend a lot of time in our heads and a lot of time thinking where a lot of things or decisions that we can make and make it easier on us is when you just lean into how you're feeling or how you want to feel so I think sometimes when you're not sure what the answer is is to really make sure that you stop spending so much time in your head and thinking about the decision that you want to make but you really spend more time feeling the decisions how it feels to take like decision a or b right and maybe just put yourself in the the mind frame of okay well now i'm, I'm taking decision one how does it feel And then, no, I'm taking decision two. How does it feel? And usually your intuition is going to let you know. But we lose that um, that knowing when we spend so much time in knowledge or in, in your head. Right. Yeah. And is would you say that developing your intuition is like, it's also a skill, isn't it, too? Or it's because it's, it's easy to kind of fall into that, well, this is what I believe. Right. And then not have the humility so where's the line so that's i guess that's my question is that in your mind what's the line between you know having the humility to go against your gut or trusting your intuition i don't know you know <laughs> it's a case by case right yeah I, th i think it is i think it is i yeah. have no real answer for that question yeah i don't know but i think it's everything we've been talking about is very important and there's no magic formula there's no plan that someone's going to give you mm -hmm. you have to learn to trust in in yourself and and kind of see what the answer is is for you yeah but it, like i said it requires you to really grow outside your comfort zone and step away from that comfort and that convenience and when you do that too it's i guess this is we talked a lot about creativity in the last few weeks just you and I, it's in that space that you find more creativity too, right? When you're a bit out of your comfort zone, when you're not thinking of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, otherwise you're just feeding your, your brain the same things yeah. over and over and over. And it just, it creativity really is just making connections between ideas, things, people, whatever, colors, mm -hmm. that usually don't have a connection. And if you keep feeding your brain the same TV shows the same color, the same path going back home, then right. your brain is not making those connections anymore and you don't have new ideas. That's pretty much what it is. Sounds like even the way you're talking about it, like curiosity, it just goes really hand in hand with... Yeah, I think it's it's like they're best friends. They're best friends. Yeah, they're cousins or something. Like yeah. you, can't, can, you can't really be one without having the other. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you can't lean into your creativity or your curiosity if you're always looking for convenience. You can't, yeah, 100%. I, 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 I agree with that. I know you feel strongly about convenience. I mean, I, I remember exactly when I started um, 
not liking convenience. And I was watching this documentary on music called Before the Music Dies. And the, um, this this jazz guy called Bransford Marsalis, he's known, he, he was talking about how, you know, like... The, the, the life of suburbia, for example, he just, he's not picking on suburbia or anything, but he was just saying the concept of su suburban areas is that everything is within five minute drive from you. Mm -hmm. And in the context of music and in his case, you know, jazz and blues, he's like, well, that convenience, that aspect of everything I need is within five minutes in any direction. He says, it's the enemy of music. It's, yeah, it's the, the enemy of music, it's the enemy of art, it's the enemy of creativity because right. you're not finding solutions. Creativity is finding solutions. If you don't have any problem, well... Right. So it goes... It, it, it's funny. It, it, it's borderline counterintuitive, right? We kind of, quote-unquote, fight really hard to make everything convenient and, and we want, we're looking for more convenience through our phones, through our house. Like, just... I'm oversimplifying it, but that's what a lot of people strive for whether they realize it or not but in reality is that the second you have that and you have quote-unquote no more problems and you're bored as hell yeah right like it's and and that's where sometimes people rather than to constantly um, look for a life of you know no problems it's more of a matter of well let's just find the right problems to solve like let's just where can my creativity be put into application mm -hmm. to solve the right problems, problems I enjoy, or I'd, maybe that I don't enjoy solving, but at least that I don't hate solving, right? At the very, very least. But yeah, when I started, when I heard that, I don't even think he said convenience. He just said it in those mm -hmm. terms. And I'm like, you know what? It's when everything is so convenient. Actually, it's true. And my uncle once said that to me, and I think I told you, maybe I was like, I don't know, young late 20s or whatever and I had an opportunity to go to to another city and work and I wasn't sure if whether I should do it or not and uh, he's like he's like you're way too young to be comfortable mm -hmm. he's like go over there just experience try like just it's it's normal if you're not going to have all your um, your reference point if you're not going to be comfortable if you're not going to know you know where to meet friends where you're going to this and that is like just but you're too young for that you have your whole life to be comfortable yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great advice. Yeah. But I was too stupid to understand it at the time. <laughs> On the flip side, I didn't move and I, I met yeah. you. Yeah, so that's okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. okay, but... Yeah, and, and I think we're not pushing to be uncomfortable at all times. And I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, the both of us are learning that now because right. we've put ourselves in crazy situations to because we both want to really grow and be and be creative as mm -hmm. well and and creativity is really just about problem solving right and, and i think yeah that's what i told you at the beginning of this of, of covid mm -hmm. that i was just quote-unquote looking forward for people to find new ideas and find solutions to problems because we're when you're faced with that's true you like, did say that i forgot yeah well just the um, the health system here right they've created a way that now we can like make appointments online finally and we right. don't have to call which i i hate yeah. <laughs> you don't have to wait you can just make an appointment online and yeah. i had actually a video call with uh, a doctor right and it wasn't it wasn't there before so mm -hmm. sometimes you have to be faced with 
problems to find solutions and that that's how you get creative mm-hmm. it's true i remember you said that when we were at the the, the place up north yeah. or even here you know i we haven't shared that anywhere but when well you know when covid hit we had to stay home in montreal but then right. airbnb was forbidden and we couldn't find a place because we had rented our condo right. and we we're like homeless well homeless not really but i mean we had to find a place and we a friend of my dad's rented us um his house here in the suburbs yeah <laughs> um and it wasn't really furnished so we had to find solutions and right Now we have those two, I'm looking at it like it's a couch. What is it? It's a, sh- a, sh- a chair. Yeah, I guess that uh, you would call them love seats. Yeah, kind of. And I don't know, we found so many configurations right, that yeah, are fun. True. And we're like, oh, that's really cool to have modular furniture. furniture and yeah. we can kind of, yeah. you know, make everything. Depending to, on the yeah. occasion or, yeah. Exactly. So it's just... I'm just looking at it now. That's why I'm talking right. about it. But when you're not, you don't, you're not faced with any problems. And I'm not saying huge problems. Sure. Just saying not always be in, in the same thing. Well, how do you say that? Like in a, in a, in a bubble. Right. Like in in yeah. bubble wrap. Yeah. Then you can't really find any, any new ideas because you're always served the right solution and you can't really think it's funny because a lot of what you're saying applies to other aspects like you're you're like pe- take people's routine right just we've you and i have had to move so many times and because of the different the like the drastic difference between every season here like i can't do my gym the same way i do it in the summer than i do it in the winter and i can't do it the same way in the suburbs than you know in the country than in the city Right. So constantly being in these different things, these different environments and situations, I've had to kind of get creative as to how I do my, my workouts, when to do them, uh, when I go read in the morning, when I write, just you're constantly trying to switch up your, your routine. Right. And you put it to the test. So you're like, you know what, this way of doing my routine works for me. And you wouldn't know had you just stayed the same had you stubbornly say no you know what it's i read first then it's my gym then it's this then it's that you know yeah you, you it's just that's something i really like about travel is that right. it forces you to be outside your comfort zone a lot of the times yeah and one it helps you grow as sure. a human being because you're always learning but also you're not always faced with annoyance annoyances annoyances yeah and Since you, like you said, you have to adapt your routine. You have to adapt. Like I can pretty much work anywhere. I don't have to have the perfect like home office. I don't yeah. care about it. Like as soon as, as long as I have reliable Wi-Fi and, and we found solutions for that as well. Right. And I can just plug in and, and be on my laptop. I can work. I don't have to have like the perfect setting, the perfect everything. Like yeah. now we're recording a podcast and it's, we're in the middle of construction. So you right. might hear some things, but who cares? <laughs> really? Who cares? Yeah. But it's just you, you remove a lot of annoyances right. during your day and it just makes you enjoy more out of life. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's funny even how like we didn't necessarily knew, know like going into this podcast, like it's not like we had a full script of everything we wanted to talk about but every time we talk about something 
I keep like I can I almost picture back some of the blogs and some of the things you talk about and it's it just it's all really related and it's funny how consistently every time you tell me something I'll realize it three months later and I'm like that's what she was talking about <laughs> so right. you weren't listening at first <laughs> it's not that I wasn't listening it's just that it's it's I can't I don't have the same background and, and, and experience and like the same psyche than you, right? So when you say something, you already have like 15 ramifications and you see how they all play together. And it's impressive. Like I'd love for my mind to work like that, right? So Well, I'd love to be introverted, uh, extroverted. I mean, I think that's my introversion that just puts me in introspection all the time. Right. Like we always want something that we... We don't have... I'd love to be that very bubbly person. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Social butterfly. No, come on. Yeah, we always want something different, but... Yeah, anyways. but I, I mean, I, I'm always impressed at how you'll say something, like, almost as if it's something that just fell out of your brain, and I don't even understand what it means until I live it a few months later. And then I'm like, that's what she's, she was talking about. And you have a way to, especially in business, you have that way about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm personally like, just, I, I learn a lot just from being able to download your thoughts sometimes and try to put them into words. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like, it's like a gift for me to, to have, to have access to that. Well, thank you for downloading my thoughts and yeah. making, making sense out of it and making sense out of the program we're working on. So it's not as nerdy. It's not as <laughs> nerdy, but it's, uh, it's still, it's, 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 it's an interesting topic. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a super Isn't interesting it? topic. I think, uh, <laughs> it I, seems like I'm the only one who's passionate about market research. Well, it, it just, it's, it goes against the convenience trend, right? Like it's not convenient to ask yourself these questions. It's not convenient to draw up a bunch no, of questions. It's not people skip that step and it's the most important one. And I think they know it's logical. Right. They know it makes sense, but then when they get to it and they have to get in front right. of people and ask questions and, and just be humble enough to admit that they don't know mm -hmm. and they have to, to put themselves out there and, and yeah. ask for people to get on a call, then they just skip it. And that's the most important part of business. If you ask me, that's my, here's that's my, my, actually, I'm glad you bring this up. And, and for anyone listening, like, it's not like you need to listen to me or anything like that. I'm, I'm not by any means like a, anyone that knows everything about entrepreneurship, but here's my beef with how people perceive or how I'm beef? seeing, huh? what's a beef? <laughs> my here's my quarrel well, but what's the beef the well i'm about to tell you what the oh, beef okay. is okay <laughs> it's no my 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 beef with how i'm seeing how people tend to resist market research is the following is people seem to associate market research with the opposite of quote-unquote taking messy action they yeah. see market research as overthinking they see it as over planning and everything you read or see online in terms of quotes or people tell you oh just get into action and this and that like that entire narrative of messy action don't overthink it mm -hmm. isn't mutually exclusive exactly. to doing yeah. market research Right. Like market research is essentially the equipment. It's just it's like, hey, do people actually need this shit? 
do people actually need to buy this? Do mm-hmm. people are people actually interested? Like that's that's not overthinking. That's that's basic. It's common sense. It's common effing sense, right? Yeah. It's just you really have to approach it with the lens of how am I protecting my energy right now? Because the more you protect it, the more you honor it. Right. The more you have energy, the more people that you invest in can give you back that energy and the more you create more time, like free time. And right. I think just approaching it with a lens of common sense and creating something people actually want is just going to... Yes, it takes a bit more time at the beginning if you go through market research. Right. It doesn't have to be complicated, of course, but it can take a few more weeks. <laughs> but those few more weeks that you invest in upfront are, right. are going to save you so much time and trouble and energy and money down the down the line. Absolutely. And 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 I think it's it's we're we're so we as a collective are just so results oriented that we forget about the value of the process. Mm-hmm. Even if someone, even if I were to put a gun to someone's head and say, do market research, right? Why I would wouldn't. you do that? I, <laughs> why? <laughs> no, but even if I were, right? Mm-hmm. And then the person like, all right, well, I guess I have to, because otherwise, you know, gun to my head. Even if I were to do that, the, the, the part of the benefit, as I understood it, of doing market research is that as you're doing this, you're just going to get so familiar with your market, what your clients want, what they what they need. Like the, the, the it's not just the result of market research; is the process of it. You essentially yeah, that's what's fun. It's fun. It's well, like let's just drop the the market research term and just it's co-creating something. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just creating something with your. Right. The, the person that you want to help. Yeah. That's what's fun about it. Like, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I just want to make a quick note here is that I think a lot of people, then, they think that, okay, well, going through market research, I'm going to, you know, get into the head of people and create what they need and sell it to right. them. That's not it. Sure. That's not exactly it. Like yeah. you still have to to have a bit of reflection as to what your gifts are, what you can really help people with and what you enjoy. You're not creating something and just serving people blindly because they told you to do something. Sure. You have to base it on what you're good at, what you enjoy, and then creating what they need and so that you can help them. That's just shove it down their throat. Like that's a distinction that's important to make. When it comes to just in general, right? Like not just specifically market research, but Yeah. yeah. But yeah. market research cannot. Yeah, and it, it's that's my beef is that I, I find I keep reading about and even I, I, I remember talking to a few people that just oh, don't worry about that. Just go push, push, just keep going. Don't ask yourself too many questions. And that's not false in itself. Like, but you're do, not asking yourself questions. You're asking people questions. That's different. That's true. But you get what I'm saying is that is th- this narrative of. It's it's more valuable to just take action than anything else mm-hmm. is not exactly true. Yeah, you have to. It's, it, you have to balance it out with other things. Yeah. But I'm saying it's it's to constantly push the narrative of taking action is the end all be all. It, it lacks a bit of nuance, right? Yes. <laughs> it lacks a bit of nuance, right? Like it's it's if 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 I were to like. If I were to sell something that no one needs and then I could have been, oh, you know what? I can't ship ice 
<laughs> oh, I should have yeah. researched it. It's it's silly. It's an ex- it's a it's a dumb example, but it it not at all costs, right? Like no, like taking action is important because it brings you that clarity that you need. And taking action can be market research, you know. Absolutely. It's just it's not. I understand the concept of taking messy action, and I'm always taking messy action, right? But not blindly. But not blindly. You still have to use your common sense. Right. And you have to just check in with the people that you want to help and not assume things about them and then create it and then launch it and then go through this endless launch cycle that I see people going into. Just launch things one after the other and they create that... Launch cycle. I like that. That's like constantly launching something over and like different things over and over again. Yeah, they, <laughs> they go through that. It's, it's right. not necessary. I mean, if yeah. if you enjoy that, sure, uh, that process, then I mean, by all means, like, yeah. but I don't think it's really well, first, it's not necessary, but it's really draining and exhausting to right. always have to launch new things and then come up with this huge launch strategy with all the collaterals and then, yeah. You drain yourself into launching things that are new every time where right. you can just create something that's great. Like one great thing that does what it's supposed to. and Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's really helpful. Right. I think a lot of people just go into launching new things over and over again because it, it's a tr- not trendy, but it's sapong. Yeah, sapong. Like that's like... <laughs> it's the- it's purely Quebec speak. But yeah, it's, yeah, it sells. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's saying saying that sells. But but focusing on what sells, it's it's not sustainable in a sense. You know, on right. on only what sells and what's trendy and what's like, I know it's gonna sell. It might sell. It will sell. But you it don't doesn't. have to. You'll be stuck in that cycle of sure. launching things that sell all the time. Right. Because there's an expiration date on on that new need that they have right whereas if you really take the time to understand what they need and what's behind that need and how you can really help them and you create something great that really provides deep transformation well that's how you can eventually create a sustainable business because Uh it's going to always create those amazing results that people are going to talk about you they're going to come back to your business. It's going to be repeat business. It's yeah. going to be more sustainable. And I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I mean, it takes it takes more time to do that. It takes just setting it up and, and creating it in, in these small increment, increments. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't take more time. It's true. If, it, you, if yeah. you analyze it on a period of few years, it right. doesn't take more time. Right. It just takes more curiosity and humility and creativity and just co-creating it with your audience but if you you take the same five-year span of someone that really was curious about their audience and created what was helpful for them and someone else that just you know doesn't do that and automatically goes into launching things yeah it's the same i feel it's well it's not the same because you're protecting your energy when you make sure that you create something they need i think it's it's there's also um um i think there's also like it's it's you're playing the odds right Mm -hmm. to a certain degree right the odds of you know hitting the jackpot in creating the right 
product that that people need that you like that you enjoy without necessarily doing your due diligence it can work it's not like it hasn't been done before but it's it's a crapshoot right it's it's it may happen it may not happen and if it doesn't then you gotta you may not need to start all over again but you may need to take a couple of steps back and then again and then again and that's that kind of slow working progression that may take more time than if you were to have paused from the beginning and do your due diligence it may have taken you more time up front to get some tangible results Mm -hmm. but in doing that it's like the curve of of case number two is once once you go you never stop whereas the other one it's it's a seesaw it's up and down and up and down right yeah and i think like you said it it definitely can work but the thing is and i have a weird image in my head that mm. i want to share but it's like you know market research or being curious just growing yeah. your curiosity muscle is like you're holding your client in like holding their hand right so whenever they go in a certain direction you you can you can expect it you can predict the trend of the market mm. you can kind of know how to adjust right. whatever you're working on, your product or your service based on what they need at the moment. And you can adjust it when you're holding their hand. Yeah, yeah. When and I know it's weird. But yeah. when you're not and you're kind of, you you haven't grown that curiosity muscle and that connection with them to really predict the trends and predict their needs uh-huh. and to, to, to be with them, then you can go ahead and... and never adapt and it's really important especially in today's market where you need to be flexible you need to adapt and a lot of businesses um have had to adapt this year with covid Uh a lot of restaurants and you can see now that the ones that are still in business is because they were quick to adapt and the reason why they were quick to adapt is because they were connected with their market right i agree with that and it's not, it's something you got to work on, I guess. Yeah. Right. It's something yeah. that it's, uh, if you kind of create a product and I know we were specifically talking about restaurants just now, but in general, if you're following the trend of it's super easy to start a business and then all you need is a computer and you don't think really beyond that. Again, it could work. It has worked. People have really built empires like that, but it's not like it's every single one person that has succeeded quote unquote success but it's not like everyone has succeeded in that fashion a lot of more people have failed than have succeeded however most of the people that do like it's it's silly like success is different for everybody but if you were to go with the traditional definition which is purely financial right like it's it's not like amazon started right where they are today right like they really really did not netflix either and today look at where they are right so it's it's it that idea of quick convenient success to make a quick buck if you're in the business of making a quick buck well you can keep doing that but if you're in the business of really helping people and trying to make a difference which is what we're in then that no you can't approach it the same way it's a different model it's a different business approach and to to do that yeah creativity is a huge component of it because you got to get creative as to how you're going to better help 
and create it and, and not even create a need, but like serve a need. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that curiosity skill, it's, 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 you got to wonder, right? Well, what are they, what do they need? Like, why are they not doing this, this way? Why it, it's, it's. So it, I think it's just, it comes back to yeah. whenever you are faced with a problem in your business and you're looking for that next strategy, I really want to invite you to lean into what skill do I need to develop right now? Right. What's standing in the way in my mindset mm -hmm. that's not helping me right now? Or what can I actually, how can I actually grow? Or what skill do I need to, to do that? For example, for sales, a lot of people are just spending so much time and energy into finding that perfect sales sequence. Mm -hmm. But if I were to give it to them, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to act on it because they don't feel confident or maybe they have money mindset blocks or they haven't been able to, you know, lean into their magnetism and attract people and maybe they're just afraid of rejection. So there's a lot of, or shame, there's a lot of things that, that get in the way and it's not the strategy, yeah. but just maybe wrapping up on this uh, podcast interview. <laughs> yeah. And just before you close off on that yeah. and I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you close off. It's, it, it feel like what you just said is important because it does feel if you haven't experienced it, just the idea of, Hey, if I were to give you this magic box, you know, you also need to work on all these other things. It does feel if from the outside looking in, it can feel like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Right. But I've actually like I've had a chat with a friend of mine recently that is two years ago. He he had an idea for something and he's like, oh, no, I want to prepare it. I wanted this. I wanted that. Maybe over preparing it. And today he's ready to do it. And I said, but why are you more qualified today than you were two years ago? He's like, you're not. You have the same exact experience. And he's like, you know what? I just, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to take that leap. I wasn't ready to that. So that what you're describing is either money mindset or, or whatever. It's easy to brush aside as, well, I won't have that problem. Mm -hmm. But we do. Yeah. Right. We don't really, even me, like I've been procrastinating the project, you know, we talked about up front. Part of it has been just difficult circumstances right now. But if we really wanted to make this happen, I would have said, no, let's do this today. Right. So, yeah. And it, I think you're bringing up a, an important point. And it's a question that I ask my clients often is that if I were to give it to you on a silver platter right now, right. how would you feel? Yeah. And sometimes when you stop and you really you're honest with yourself, mm -hmm. then the real answer comes up. It's not about the strategy it's really about shame or rejection or yeah. being confident enough or it's crazy. i don't know what it is but it's crazy you know we, uh, until you're faced with it i find like it I yeah i think it's a great question to ask yourself yeah whatever you're working on at the moment if you have a goal in your business a financial goal or mm -hmm. whatever you're working on just stop and really be honest with yourself and ask yourself if i were to give you on a silver platter the exact result of that what happens and sometimes you're going to figure out oh i don't think i deserve it or mm. oh i'm not ready for it or right. i'm not expert enough right and that's what you have to work on it's not the strategy yeah it's and really in your mindset exactly and if you don't know the answer to that's fine yeah 
You have to be humble and <laughs> say that you don't know and be curious. Right. But anyways, just wrapping up on that, I think what you can do to maybe exercise this curiosity muscle is really not maybe just not allowing yourself to have access to the internet when you brainstorm. That's something that we implemented in our businesses. Sure. Just whenever we're brainstorming, we just close the internet and we go old school with paper. Right. <laughs> works really well. Yeah. Um, maybe shift your thinking and asking yourself how something can be better or different. Um, I would also say not accepting the definition of or labels that society is creating and ask yourself why. So whatever, mm-hmm. whatever definition you have of something, just ask yourself why. And also something you've told me, and I think I've shared on this podcast, is to uh, be bored. Yeah, that's you huge. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, it really helps. Yeah, being bored is the most underrated after market research, maybe it's the most underrated tool in business is just letting yourself not be stimulated for two seconds. Yeah, we're overly stimulated. Yeah. And being bored is not comfortable. No. Like staring at a, at a wall without internet or a book or anything to do. Yeah. It's, it's painful, but it works. For sure it works. I can guarantee that you'll have ideas. Yeah. And you'll start wondering about things. And 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 that's again, it, that goes back to the comfort zone. Exactly. Right now comfort is stimulation. Yeah. It's having a screen, it's just being busy, it's that's that yeah. glorification, but yeah, yeah, just sitting outside. Like I went to the to the coffee shop not that long ago and I was just I was actually I was waiting for you to come back home. Hmm. And I just sat there and I had a drink, like half an hour, and I just waited, just stared at, stared at the into space, and it, it it just it recharges you 100%. It really does. But anyways, this conversation went a lot of different ways. Well, I hope good. it was helpful for you. Yeah. I hope it made you think. And if you have any questions or maybe you have um, comments or things that you want to share with me or with Karim please feel free to reach out to us and we'll most likely do a bit more of those conversations. I think we have a lot of things to share, not only on business, but also on our experience and in traveling a lot and in changing our lives all the time. All All the time. time. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for being here today. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks for having me.